0: This is episode 16 of the Getty's Close Radio Podcast. I'm Glenn Phillips, and I'm a curator at the Getty Research Institute in Los Angeles. This podcast presents radio broadcasts that originally aired on a weekly program on Los Angeles radio station KPFK between 1976 and 1979. Called Close Radio, the program allowed artists to present sound and art projects via radio broadcast. Close Radio produced over 100 broadcasts by more than 90 artists. These programs challenge nearly every conceivable industry standard of radio broadcast, and collectively they present a phenomenal array of strategies to present performative works through sound. I've chosen 17 of the Close Radio episodes for this podcast to give a sense of the variety of projects and artists involved in the program. This podcast is made available in conjunction with the exhibition Evidence of Movement, on view at the Getty Research Institute's galleries at the Getty Center from July 10th through October 7th, 2007. If you would like to hear more episodes from the Close Radio program, they are available on getty.edu. Just search for the exhibition, Evidence of Movement. The Getty would like to thank all of the artists who have agreed to let us provide their original sound works in digital format online and in this podcast. We ask that listeners respect the integrity of the original works and the artists who created them. Please do not reproduce this content without permission from the artists. Enjoy the program.
1: One, two, three, four, five.
2: police you people are your point of view one two three four five
1: to cooperate is a transgression on the code of ethics. One, two, three, four, five!
3: <laughs> the contrary to not biting the hand that feeds is to shut up and hide our critical senses.
1: One, two, three, four, five! As a
2: dialectical process, we see social struggle as cultural struggle.
1: with interpersonal games as a precondition to communicate. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs>
2: annihilation of any system becomes a further contribution to the
1: establishment's history. Or does it? One, two, three, four, five! <laughs>
4: Warren Davis Hello. and welcome to the program it's called time for you and this morning we do have time for you this and every morning and, well, my next guest is a man uh, who gave his name not only to a continent but to a whole hemisphere it's Amerigo Maris and uh, Amerigo when they talk about cool shades they haven't seen anything till they've seen yours that is the coolest pair of shades I think I've ever
2: seen yeah therefore bomb protection and also because I live in a different time period
4: what time period do you live in, Amerigo?
2: The one that I shaped myself, with the help of the people collaborating at the Center for Experimental Art and Communication.
4: Well, Amerigo is a very special kind of artist and involved in a very special kind of art gallery. It's the Kensington, the founding members, I understand, uh, Amerigo, the members of the Kensington Arts Association. And uh, you became then the Center for Experimental
2: Art and Communication. And yes, we, the Center is the working ground for the intellectual production and and the consumption of culture and also for the exchange and the distribution of, of cultural activities with other places all over the world in accordance to what we call art and communication while affecting social forms well i have a feeling this is not your average art gallery it's not an art gallery but it's actually a new system of creating art and strangely enough is one of the few things that people know abroad about Canadian art, together, I suppose, with Michael Snow. And what we have produced in the last couple of years is an image of experimental arts that is dictating, in a way, a, a radicalization of, of new thinking. And, in fact, we produce art performances abroad in Europe for the first time from Canada and to the, to the States. And we have an extended communication with South American people and uh, our activities seem to be fairly fairly well known and respected well
4: I call it an art gallery for lack of any other name Uh, but it's not really an art gallery you do display some things there though, don't you
2: well the only the only thing that we display is people that do come in as spectators in other words there is not actually the division between a viewer and creator, everybody becomes his own creator, like whenever we we have uh, we op- actually, we, we keep almost the door open 24 hours a day so that that will facilitate anyone coming in at any time and usually there is nothing there, there is a uh, huge space, it's the largest experimental museum in the whole continent and uh, among the museums I suppose is the fifth in, uh, in the whole country and everybody that comes in finds a different situation depending on their own mood like we have nothing to show but what we had to show is basically what kind of behavior a person likes to present
4: well for example you have one room uh, that's a rainfall room
2: well uh, we had different functions let's put it that way Uh, auto communication to us means a whole set of of function within media we understand media very well and we present possibility for people displaying their own behavior. In other words, we, we're conscious of, say, video activity, film activity, of, of writing, printing activities, and archival materials. And uh, in fact, we also produce a monthly publication, which is the our Communication Edition, and um, is available for free at our center or everywhere else um, for a small amount. And uh, these media gather all the information they will receive from all over the world. And so what we do, we receive it and send it back. Well,
4: you're certainly different from most galleries, if that's what it can be called. What you're really putting on display is, is lifestyle or the dreams, the hopes or whatever of the people who go into it.
2: No, I suppose it's a self-learning situation. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we did open up formally a so-called behavior school. What have you learned about yourself since you've been sitting here? What I learn about myself now, I learn about the behavior of this place actually, uh, rather than my own behavior in relation to it. What did you learn? Well, the, the mechanism of the old-fashioned culture, which we believe is, is obsolete. And um, what we present instead in our place would be a different image of the world, which would be possibly an anticipation of what might happen globally. And in other words, it's a sort of miniature
1: society. Oh.
5: Questions have been raised in the Ontario Legislature about provincial grants which found their way into a radical newspaper advocating terrorism and anarchy. We have this report from Joe Cote.
0: Art Communication Edition was one of 104 periodicals which apply to the Ontario Arts Council. Culture and Recreation
6: Minister Robert Welch explained to the House today that Art Communication Edition was just one of 72 publications that received Ontario Arts Council grants last year. It got $2,500. And according to the minister, six months later, the publication took a dramatic
0: turn. In January of 1978, Art Communication Edition assumed a new editorial policy. It changed its name to Strike and adopted a more aggressive uh, social stance. This
6: is the May issue of Strike with its visual and verbal imagery of radical politics and terrorist violence. But while the minister assured everyone that this change of face would be taken into account when the Arts Council considers any future requests for money from strike, the opposition Liberals were asking about further aid for the strike publication from Winterio funds. I do not believe that you had some obligation to tell the House, uh, uh, not only of the Ontario Arts Council grant, but also the Winterio grant. The culture minister, Robert Welch, insisted that the Winterio grant had gone to an associated group not directly connected to the strike newspaper but he did acknowledge that the same people may well be involved with both the experimental art group and with the controversial strike publication.
1: What position do we take in relation to the BR? We present their accusations of the ruling order and an extract of their court proceedings published in our paper. We share their anger and we agree that it is the power sector that must be on trial we do not believe that terrorism makes any sense in the context here and we question the theoretical basis of any vanguard group that intends to lead or speak for the people as little better than the farce of representation that exists in the present power structures of the state we have published this material on the BR to rectify the repressed and distorted coverage that they have received by all the media
3: that terrorist group which kidnapped former Italian Premier Aldo Moro now appears to have some connections in Toronto and those connections are shared with the Ontario government. There's one thing the Ontario government and the infamous Italian Red Brigade have in common. They're both involved in financing the revolutionary Toronto newspaper, Strike. At least the Brigate Rossi, the Red Brigade, is listed as one of the contributors on the masthead. We aware of that that
5: the Brigate Rossi along with the Ontario government contributes to strike well I wasn't uh, I wasn't familiar with the complete list of contributors uh, however um, I see it there on the uh, on the publication that you have there do you know who the Brigate Rossi is well I don't think it's one that's particularly supportive of our system. Whole, uh, the whole issue is, um, is very disturbing from a, from, a, from a personal point of view.
3: Earlier, Welsh fielded questions in the Legislature about Ontario Arts Council support of strike, and it was revealed that the umbrella organization putting out strike, the Kensington Arts Association, had received $4,000
6: from Ontario last year. It's uh, obvious to me that there's going to have to be much closer scrutiny of public money Uh, So that it doesn't go to anarchist groups of this kind that are basically putting out underground papers with the design of fulminating violence in our society.
3: With the organization claiming the kidnapping of former Italian Premier Aldo Moro apparently linked to a Toronto publication and the Ontario government supporting the same publication, the questioning in the legislature should be hot and heavy in the days ahead. City Pulse reporter Glenn Cole went to find out more about strike.
5: On the third floor of this building at 15 Duncan is the headquarters for the publication Strike. It has received $2,500 from the Ontario Art Council to support its existence. We went upstairs where we found that cameras were not welcome. Mr. Marigold Morass met us, but it was obvious that we were not to set up in any office nor film in those areas. We spoke in the middle of the floor at the top of the stairs. To all of our questions, we got evasive answers. However, dealing with the editorial on shooting people in the leg or kneecapping, as it's called in Italy, this is the response.
2: I think you're used to very easy answers, and I'm afraid that... You have
5: written it in a very easy manner. So I expect right. you to reply to it yeah, in the equal manner.
2: Want to, to communicate a whole well,
5: thought. to all of us. Yes or no, we do or do not.
2: We cannot be taken out of context.
5: I'm not taking anything out of context. I have read and I quote again. To still maintain tolerance towards the servants of the state is to preserve the status quo of liberalism. Quote, In the manner of brigades, we support leg shooting, knee capping to accelerate the demise of the old system. Unquote. Says so right here. Now I'm not taking anything out of context. Your answer has to be within that context. Yes or no? You back up what is printed here.
2: Well, we're saying that that should be taken uh, as a metaphorical point to realize that the problem is in recognizing uh, real issues.
5: We then asked Mr Murat if he thought that they should be receiving grants from the Ontario Arts Council.
2: The publication assistance it gives a lot of critical response, therefore I would say that uh, definitely it should be given support to it. So those are the clear and
5: concise comments of someone who is responsible for the publication of Strike Newspaper. Whether you like it or not, it's your money and my money that's helping to pay for this publication. This is Glenn Cole for City Pulse News.
7: Now, last last year, you received, as I understand it, six thousand five hundred dollars from Ontario uh, for one and the Ontario Arts Council for another, in order were to you publish a paper. Pardon me. Who were you speaking? The you received money. The art communication edition. You don't need to turn it off wrong. the other. Editorial... Uh, everybody here is the editors. Okay, it's the art communication edition. Is that you people?
2: Yeah.
7: Okay, and then you changed the name of the paper to Strike. Yes. And also changed the editorial policy. Yes. If this is correct, can you explain to me uh, what the difference was, why you made it, etc., and how you uh, progress on that?
2: Well, our communication edition was the, the means to publicizing new directions in the contemporary arts and involve itself into new media and uh, new perception of new media. And uh, the information w- was gathered from from all over the world and as well as from a local scene. And then later on, we realized that the direction of the contemporary arts was actually taking a new change. And uh, the Strike Magazine, as branching out from our communication edition, wanted to be the forum for the new ideology and disseminating a theoretical base, and, uh, and trying to implement polemics, discussions, debates and also the process of self-education of the community for the elimination of labor. I'm and so the the elimination of,
7: of labor? Labor, yes. The alienated labor. Alienated labor, labor that's lacking in uh, representation?
8: Well, labor
2: that is lacking in... The wage labor system
9: itself. The wage labor system itself. The wage
7: labor system. What yeah. would you replace it with?
9: Well, the replacement... So, it, you know, that's a, that's a broad question. I mean, that's something that is a part of the work we're doing, is to try and establish, first of all, the critique on wage labor, and
7: uh, then uh, what possibilities there exist for alternative systems, which are more just. Okay, now you're s- you were saying the ideology system. Okay, is, it, is this not politics? I mean, I, I read uh, parts of your paper yesterday, and it sounds to me like it's politics. Well, everything is politics. Nothing is not politics. Okay, would you... Uh, uh, you see, would you say it's wrong for someone to say that it was an anarchist view? Well, we're not yeah, an anarchist. So we, it know. is wrong anarchist. to say call it anarchist. Okay, but you argue against almost um, all authority in the uh, Western world as we know it?
2: No, it's a different, that uh, make, that it's a different an point. Uh, we criticize um, the capitalist system as well as the traditional Marxist applications, as known, for instance, in the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. But nevertheless, we start the premise of uh, uh, from the working-class viewpoint. In other words, that we, we hope to, oh, actually we see happening the self-management by the people themselves, whether one wants it or not, and the elimination of alienated labor it means exactly that, that despite capital control on our people's lives, and also because capital wants to, in a way, eliminate labor, period, meaning... It wants to increase profit by decreasing the number of uh, workers involved. But that obviously will, uh, will have the outcome if the, and the effect of uh, having more people unemployed and more people out of the working force and more people that are demanding to be waged despite their reconnection of, uh, of being uh, non-workers.
7: I see. Now, your paper, does it uh, support terrorist acts? Well, uh, I'm not quite sure what, what you mean with that,
2: so you have to be more specific.
7: Uh, the Red Brigade, uh, let's take the most recent event, Aldo Moro, uh, do you condone that sort of action? Or do you well, deport- it's not about
2: condoning anything. First of all, uh, they're there and they're dealing with a particular situation that it is very difficult to understand here. If, not, if, if you haven't been there, if you do not speak the language, if you not have felt the politics or the kind of system, it's like judging um, any political system far away. It's very difficult to to judge even how it was under fascism or how it was under Nazism
7: unless you've been actually living the kind of historical situation. Okay, explain it to me, because I don't understand it. I've never been to uh, Italy, uh, and I don't really know what's going on there.
2: Well, okay, well, take, for instance, the fact that, say, a worker will be killed at work because uh, his boss was not too careful in providing... Uh, a decent uh, working condition. Now, uh, that the news that this worker has been killed, say in Canada, for instance, going, arriving in uh, France or Europe or, or anywhere, people are not going to be shocked the same way that they seem to be now for Moro. And I think that shows a lot of uh, a lot of misunderstandings on, uh, on human lives, that people do not value the same human life as, as say, the worker or Mr. Moro, so moral does represent a system. And so it's difficult to, to differentiate between a human, a person that might be even a nice person, and a person that represents a whole system. How many people decry for Mussolini? We do not know.
7: Okay, but would that then help the system, that you're, the ideology system that you're talking about? Uh, to get rid of the system that, say, Aldo Moro represents, do you feel that it's going to now get closer to the, uh, the quality of life of the working man, as you, as you put it? Well, it's hard
2: to say because we're seeing a whole revolutionary situation happening there very far from here. And uh, it's, it's a large number of people that have actually been involved now in, uh, in changing the kind of society. So that they're trying to tackle their own problems the way that they feel fit for their own society so it's very difficult to make valid judgments for that
7: okay now with regards to your operation you're not only involved in printing a newspaper but you're also involved in audiovisual uh, presentations etc what is the purpose behind the audiovisual presentations
2: well that question can only be answered under different conditions because we're here to answer only under strike and we do not represent the, the organization oh. we're talking about
7: oh okay fine uh, with back to strike again Um, How do you you operate? Where do you get all the funds? I mean, Mm -hmm. the the amount that you got from the Ontario government isn't really enough to support, you know, a a newspaper for very long. Do you get funds from Europe?
2: Well, it's self-operated, so the people that are members actually pay for the expenses and our people work voluntarily for the putting out of of the
7: newspaper. Where would your your market be? Is it uh, mostly in Europe? Uh, well, it is distributed
2: in uh, many countries, but uh, I don't really have any figures at the hand to tell you
7: whether it is mostly in Europe, but it is also in Europe. Okay, now, in the statement that you have there that Robert Welch uh, announced in the legislature yesterday, he's intimating that you're not going to be very successful with the Ontario government this time around for funds. This is pretty well what he said. Is this going to jeopardize your program at all?
2: Well, as much as would for uh, eastern dissidents. Well, what I mean is that this kind of um, economical control over free speech and other critical uh, tendencies as seem to be developed by strike ca- should be considered the same value as the eastern dissidents in the Soviet Union.
9: But also that the, the magazine depended much more on the dedication of the people involved with it than it did on, on funding. As long as that dedication exists, the magazine will carry on, whether it's funded by the government or
7: not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you received any trouble from anybody that might want to suppress your freedom of speech, your right?
2: In what manner?
7: Has anybody uh, challenged your right to print Strike magazine?
2: Well, we refuse to be refused in some bookstores, but not in some of them. Actually, quite willing to sell it.
9: Well, in, in a way, the government, by being able to turn uh, funding on and off like that, is challenging our right to carry on with the magazine. I mean, but
7: they don't fund all magazines.
9: No, they don't fund all magazines, but uh, a precedent is set by a magazine that has been funded and that has
7: uh, been carrying on with a certain kind of work. So do you think it's unfair that the uh, Ontario government should start out funding it and then later withdraw?
9: hmm and, uh, I, of course, I believe that the magazine is, uh, has a very important function and that
7: it should be funded. Okay. Is it, is it possible to, to uh, describe its function to me? Exactly. What is the purpose of strike?
2: Uh, well, perhaps there is not any opposition in, uh, in the dominant, uh, quote-unquote, ideology. And we do provide an opposition and criticism to the dominant ideology. And, for instance, then, uh, in a special insert to the magazine, there is a, a very extensive researched uh, statement on, on the Venice Biennale and the Canadian participation by Martin and Sachs. And nobody else, as, uh, as much as we know, have ever produced anything like that to their extent here in Canada. Canada. Here. But it is very similar to a lot of other critiques or in- intents that have been developed in Europe.
7: OK, are you going to uh, then go after as would an opposition party in either legislature, federal or provincially. Are you going to go after, say, the federal government in this next election? Are you going to bring issues to the consciousness of the Canadian people?
2: Well, the reason why they found a the scapegoat is simply because they very insecure about themselves. So they're trying to find little red herrings to demonstrate publicly how good they are. Meanwhile, you know, there are other injustices, such as the Canadians supporting... The, the fascism in a lot of countries in Africa and South America and that does not get headlines
7: coverage. Mm-hmm. So you're against you're against the fascism operating in South America.
8: Well, everybody is, except except the people paper trading which is which is being clearly documented, as in the case of corporations like Braskem, corporations like Uco. Um, Falcon Ridge Mm -hmm. have all been documented as supporting... Pearl Wines. Pearl Wines, um, Bata Shoes, Bata Shoes as as well as Western Bread. They are all major corporations, Canadian corporations, which have supported some of the most repressive regimes. And also they do get some support from, uh, from the government. And the brutality which is directly, they're indirectly responsible for, was described very clearly in the in the article, the hell, as, in, as was described in the paper. The hell is a real thing, which continues to happen, continues to happen in Chile, which Naranda Mines is recently uh, investing in, which is a fact. And it's... And they...
7: How can you stop that, though? I mean, how... How can you stop giant corporations like IncO, like Falconbridge, like Miranda from going least you can into the
9: world? A, to attention. That's right. I mean that's yes. the point of our magazine. Is, so we had this article on torture in Uruguay, and yet instead the media decides to look upon it as a bit of sensationalism, something equivalent to what they would do.
8: As they call it, anti-communist Uganda, or our anti-communist Uruguay. But Uruguay. Uruguay is is definitely anti-communist because it's a fascist regime.
7: Okay, and you're and you want an alternative, or providing an alternative through criticism to the so-called quote-unquote ideology system. Mm-hmm. Is we that want
8: correct? want alternative yes. to the official
7: media. Mm-hmm. We want
9: the truth. And that's why we published the extract from the Red Brigade trial, because it gave you. a point of view that, uh, it, in, in fact, mm-hmm. it was just simply presenting what the Red Brigades themselves said. I mean, it wasn't even an article that uh, said uh, that was uh, supporting Red Brigades. It was just a straightforward extract. And the media here has even done that. All the media here has done is provide a biased uh, reportage of what's yeah,
2: going on. Yeah, I happen. mean, rely upon uh, the sense of quote-unquote humanity and the sense of uh, immediate emotional response. Of course everybody's going to feel affected by seeing uh, a body being shot, but the problem is also necessary to analyze the situation, and the
7: media has not been doing that too well. Okay, do you have better news sources than the so-called media?
8: You no, know, the news available, which we, I mentioned just a moment ago, is readily available. The official media, in support of its own interests, continues to um, censor that information. And that information is readily available to any journalist. There are, made, there are several organizations here in the city which have a considerable amount of that information. Published it certainly is published by alternative uh, publishers, and it's readily available. But the people do not know, and that's one of the concerns that we have.
7: Well, in in, in, field. in my experience in news, I've yet been suppressed by anybody, any corporate. Suppression uh,
9: also takes different forms. Uh, the media, because uh, uh, the kind of interest it has. Uh, will almost unconsciously suppress. There are certain ways, uh, stories that they have a bias towards, and that those are the stories they'll choose. But rather, than, they, they 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 select. Uh, we know from our own experience here uh, topics that are scandalous, sensationalized. They will not select topics that uh, are uh, real issues. In fact, we were talking to one of the leading uh, news agencies in the world today. And after we explained our case to him, he said, well, it doesn't sound too newsworthy to me,
7: you know? Because he was looking for scandal. What was your case? Well, it
9: was
6: exactly
7: what we're telling you. About bringing the, because I'm still a little vague about it. You know, I'm not as close to it as you people, and I'm having a little bit difficulty Comprehending exactly what you're after, as I understand we, we, we it,
9: we did have a we have a press release. We should give you a copy of that. It outlines exactly some of the concerns, okay. the local concerns
7: mm-hmm. that were involved Because I take exception to one thing that you said with regards to the fact that uh, media does not give headline stories to things such as you were talking about uh, Falconbridge, Noranda, uh, Inco going into third world countries, etc. Because I the Headline story, need story on radio once, with regards to the Paul Wine situation in South America and Davis's double standard there in terms of how he thought about but that's it. Only one but anyway, answer.
8: it's a very wide. Okay. The very fact that Canadian industries have, in fact, supported uh, militarily governments indirectly is a is a uh, airplane manufacturer here in Canada. Check. Thought the name at the moment. Uh, I don't have the reference material here, but uh, supplies airplane engines which are in turn sold to countries like Uganda to Uruguay to Brazil which are not the most democratic countries in the world as we all well know and these planes are not used for reconnaissance over the North Pole but they're used to gun down people be equipped with rifles and, and machine guns to the It's quite documented.
7: Okay, give me a country, uh, any country, where this sort of thing is going on that you're talking about. Is there, is there one? Any country? Yeah, just well, an good. example that I can use. Of, of what? Of, of where uh, there is almost a clandestine involvement by Canada where they're giving airplanes for so-called... Okay.
8: okay, I don't have... Uh,
7: In a publication, go ahead. Okay, fine. Now, I'd like to get back to Strike Magazine. Where where do the roots go? Okay, you people form the editorial staff, is that correct? Okay, are you the top people? Is there anyone above you that is also involved in the administration? buddha <laughs> it's not a hierarchical kind of organization it's a
9: hierarchical I mean, the people that are involved with are involved e- with with it equally and they form they board together <clears throat> apart from that there are contributors outside the magazine that will send articles in because they
7: don't they're not here every day working on it. Mm-hmm. but there's nobody above you people administratively you're you're at yeah. okay
2: so we can be substituted.
7: Mm-hmm. And still the idea will uh, will remain. But you, you work for free, is this Yes. How do you live? Well that's you, you need know, money. To do Must be independently wealthy? Oh no. <laughs> well, the thing is, everybody everybody
9: <laughs> tries to <laughs> you know to do what they can. They don't want, they don't make very much money, obviously. They don't pursue careers that make money, so.
7: But, but you have to have some money. Yeah, well, you don't need it's much money if you to live with it. Elementary question perhaps, but you have to have an income somewhere. Does the paper make enough money to provide you with at least a moderate income? No. No? How do you get your money?
9: Well, you drive taxis or do whatever you're oh,
7: supposed to do.
9: You work you out. You work other it. than here. Oh yeah, of course,
7: yeah. Oh, I I see. Mean, which is the case with almost all artists. <laughs> I see. Okay, I just didn't know that. I thought you were all full-time time staff. And how often does the magazine come out Strike. Well, this is the second issue this year. There's two so far this year? Yes. Do you plan to bring it out four times a year, three?
2: Well, it depends on uh, how much resources we can uh, get together, of course. Mm.
7: Now, I noticed also in your last issue,
1: mm-hmm.
7: which is your second issue this year, uh, that there were a few, they appeared to be advertisements, but they were all from Italy.
2: No, there was one uh, from Mexico.
7: So you were uh, soliciting advertising in these different countries? Well, uh,
2: the the magazine has an international readership. And before we can accept the kind of advertising, actually people ask for it before placing their own ad in in the publication.
7: And uh, do you have any Canadian advertisers?
2: Uh, we're not really looking forward to, to much of uh, the Canadian advertising because the situation for, quote-unquote, experimental arts or avant-garde art is not very supportive of, um, I mean, there are not too many organizations that are supportive of uh, experimental arts in Canada.
7: Okay. Uh, I'm having a bit of trouble with, the, with, your, with your calling it art, well, okay, well... The, the magazine sounds just purely political. You know, you can argue everything's political, but well, it sounds like a... As another member was mentioning, uh,
2: everything is political in terms that what whatever we do is going to affect other people in a political sense. And and also, uh, is the the reverse is true, too, that everything that we do is also art. Well, culture or art, whatever you might call it, is the outcome of work relationships. So if you're a mason or a car- carpenter or a journalist or a writer or whatever, then you create a fine piece of art, fine piece of work. And what we do is, through strike, is a fine piece of uh, criticism.
7: And you're aimed specifically at the capitalist system?
2: No, uh, as well as the traditional Marxist application in uh, in some socialist countries.
7: Is there a name for your alternative? Well, the new ideology. The new ideology. Yes. And what type of, could you describe to me how a government under the name new ideology would be structured? Is that possible or? Well, we only, you see,
2: we only work from a critical viewpoint so that we actually working, criticizing the dominant ideology. And, and so you never reach a perfect moment but it's simply a continuous struggle, a continuous change.
9: Yes, certainly one of the important elements in, in a new ideology would be the radicalism. Radicalism, uh, in its original meaning, which is not extremism, but rather means getting at the root of things. <clears throat> and that radicalism is a process that never ceases. The trouble with both capitalism and uh, Marx's authoritarian communism is that they, have, they are still based on a kind of idealistic philosophy where they, almost a priori, can establish a system that they consider to be the final fixed system. And then the troubles occur when they try and... To reinforce. Reinforce the system system continually. As as long as there are changes uh, that occur in life, uh, there are going to have to be systems that correspond to it, that change as well. So radicalism in that sense is a very important element.
7: Radicalism, but how far do you go? Do you... you, Okay, we had a problem with... uh, terrorism but if, if terrorism works would you add no, ter-
9: terrorism is not well, we're talking now about systems that people can live on yeah. terrorism is not it's a no. reaction terrorism is 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 um it's not a solution it's a it's a symptom it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a, a result of the inability for a system to change according to the needs uh, of people well so if you want to
2: sort of simplify then um uh, statement um uh, what we're actually supporting is the idea of dissent, or dissenting to the dominant system, dissenting to the problems, contesting uh, the the issues that are making, are creating problems. So we're asking that people would take the young responsibility that will start contesting, they will start dissenting. They will think with their minds and their heads rather than being uh, led by the hand by whomever. Or accepting, uh,
7: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Th- let me give you an example. Let's take Ontario, um, simply because I know it best, I guess. You, pr- you probably know a lot more on the international scene than I do. Um, don't you think that is what's happening now? We're in a minority government. There's a tremendous amount of pressure from the opposition. It is almost ideal in the sense that you're talking about, is it not?
9: You know, the governments governments change come and go but they're basically all the same it's the system itself that they're questioning and I think the whole reason why we're certainly getting the reaction that we are is because
8: we're questioning the whole system and not within the system the control but, of the <coughs> government has, has been pointed out by several people such as uh, Wallace Clement um, several other people is controlled by a minority by an elite the corporate elite and that's being defined The connections with the major uh, parties to these corporations is clearly defined by several people. Mm -hmm. But how could
7: we function?
8: So uh, to talk of change of government Mm is to talk of nothing because it's basically the same.
7: Even if we went from the Tories here in Ontario to NDP socialism?
2: NDP socialism well probably there is a small change yeah,
7: public ownership uh, public ownership of natural resources and all corporate images that would if well, you would, just, would, you just a look at the like
9: history back. of all uh, social democrat uh, type governments you sure, see how they, they go they always well, go and, that's, and the reason for that up. is because uh, the real power is not at all with government the government is just another ideological tool in the same way art is
7: you know? mm-hmm. so you see yourselves mostly as, a, as an opposition a non-political body that is there as a watchdog to put pressure on government by providing support from the people no i have i have enough no, i think I, I
9: think we also kind of expect to be involved with a little more active kind of uh, uh, work than that you know was not just a watchdog Hmm, active active how how would you? I don't know what they, I can't you know what kind of forms that we're going to take, but I know that I certainly rallies wouldn't be happy just uh, standing around
7: saying, "Oh, this is a terrible situation." But say rallies, pressure groups get fifty thousand people to march on Queen's Park to demand a change, or Parliament Hill. Yeah,
9: it's definitely one of the
7: important things to try and get people uh, stir up. Uh, stirred up, stirred up get yeah. rid of the apathy that yeah. people don't care.
2: Yeah, well, people do care, but are afraid. See, so that's the
7: difference. Well, I don't know about, and this is, I, I find people to be very apathetic. They go into the voting booth, and they close their eyes, and they stick a
10: pin, and, the
8: and they
7: vote for people.
8: Yeah, because it makes no difference.
9: Yeah, I think that apathy has been created. It's not, it's not as if this is an a inequality of human nature. It's when we accept it as an inequality of human nature that uh, nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. But if,
7: if you, what you said, I, I almost agree with that. You know, it really doesn't make a hell of a difference whether the liberals are in... The That's right. Because the corporations do run this, this part of the world. And I, I'll, I agree to that. Part of the world, but all of the... The entire world. All of the non-communist world. Mm-hmm. Are you pro-communist? No. Is that, is that the answer?
9: No, the communists, the communists are, are, are really... It's been the only reason why he sees world has failed is because they, they're capitalists.
7: Yeah, they've evolved that way.
9: They've just accepted the the capitalist model of industry. Lenin and Trotsky.
7: uh, let, Let me give you a hypothetical situation. You people go through your next year and you've published a full year of strike as it is now. You become extremely successful, a tremendous following. You expand into this entire building. Don't you then become capitalists?
8: That's naive to think we'll becomes become extremely
7: Yeah, but we I'm sorry, you what? See, if I
8: it, it's I am extremely naive to say that we'll ever become popular
7: or, or No, I'm i I'm just being I mean, hypothetical. Yeah, no, 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 but no, but, but, no that's insane.
2: That, that hypothesis is very naive. Perhaps. No, but the point that, that we are trying to carry because you across you said that, that 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 the population is extremely apathetic. No, but the point that you're trying to make across the that we're trying to make across is also a self-critical one, so that it will allow for self-criticism to be open, and and by being so, uh, the relationship will
9: uh, actually change constantly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then one important element is that we do not regard ourselves in the traditional uh, radical party as, say, a vanguard movement, leading the people. It's not the point. I mean, the reason why so many uh, revolutions have failed is because there are vanguards like Lenin and those kind of guys mm-hmm. you who know, make decisions for other people. And our point is to try and um, just get people to think for themselves.
7: Is there any system that you're aware of that is like that? So people well, actually think, function on their I own? I think basically without? the
2: kind of discontent or dissent is growing all over. And although is particular in each country, it is getting together in terms of uh, overlapping of, uh, of intention, whether that is happening in Canada or even in, uh, in, in
9: the communist countries or in Europe. Situations mm-hmm. like that have, have existed for short periods.
7: So I think what happened in France in 68 was the indication. Mm-hmm. Well, what about uh, the threat of separation here in Canada? How do you view that?
9: Uh, I view separation is a red herring. It's just, uh, you know, the whole unity issue is really uh, detracting people from, from
7: more important issues. Well, real issues. Okay, so that's just not a significant example then. Oh, I don't think so. the
2: Well, it's significant in terms that it, it is a big red herring you. Yeah.
7: Ah, mm. oh, yeah, I see what your point. Because it is hard to realize what the difference would be if they did or didn't, except for a lot of economic bookkeeping, mm-hmm. bookkeeping shuffling. You know, mm-hmm. just means a lot of extra work. You got to redo the books. Mm. Interesting. But you, your your whole concept seem, doesn't seem to be terribly well defined, though. Either that, or I'm just not. You know, like I'm, I'm starting to understand a lot better what you're, well, I mean, our function, what you're our after. Function, I
9: mean, as we say in the magazine, if only people would bother to read past the first two paragraphs, is that at, at this moment in this situation it can change. But right now it's basically a negative function. It's a critical one. It's an analytical one. So
7: we, we don't have easy answers. No, I understand. So you're how, how old, old is this organization strike? Well, it's been going for, for just a year. Just a year. Right? And this this has evolved from the art communication uh, edition, mm-hmm. but you're still uh, calling it an art. I guess your your method of critique here. Well, because is an art criticism art. reflects into a culture,
2: and uh, and culture is art.
10: Strike is a serious analytical form for political and art ideas. Strike presents more in-depth coverage of such controversial issues like the Red Brigades or Uruguayan torture than can be found in the mass media. Strike questions both authoritarian communism and capitalism and therefore commits itself only to the open discussion and dispersal of ideas, whether contentious or not. Our first purpose is to reveal the relation of art and culture to the broader socio-political context, and it now appears that we have been successful in this. Strike disseminates a critical practice based upon the new ideology. The directing group is allied to the revolutionary cause that intends to create cultural polemics, debates, confrontations, and the pursuit of collective education for a new community eliminating labor. What is the new ideology? We reject notions of art like sociological art, which only becomes extensions of the dominant art or the possibility of creating a pure socialist art within capitalism, because everything that exists in capitalism is subsumed by it. On the other hand, the complete rejection of art is not the point and the transition to activism is not automatic. This is the work of the new ideology. When this is done, we see that art may serve as one of its battlegrounds and that it reveals the ideological function of all art and the class embeddedness of all artists which must be dealt with. Our only valid purpose can be the transformation to real democracy and conscious participation of all which entails the overthrow of capitalism. There is no other way in which the greater responsiveness to human needs and an end to society's sense of powerlessness can be accomplished. Our specific strategies may still be subsumed in themselves, but the general goal cannot without actually destroying capitalism. Towards this goal, demystification is an important action for art, the dispersal of imaginary relations which have intervened and disarmed the material struggle. We are deeply concerned that there is such a serious lack of interest within the media and parliament for integrity and factual investigation. Instead, the media is primarily interested in scandal and shock value, even to the extent of distorting reality through gross inaccuracy, incompleteness, and outright falsification. Parliament, rather than serving the interests of Canadian people and the international community to which it has a responsibility, is instead interested in histrionics and grandstanding for the sake of self-justification and self-perpetuation at the expense of all others. There is a continuing lack of sympathy in Canada for its native peoples who are forced into urban and rural ghettos where they are either denied their obvious rights to dignity and and self-determination. The non-Aboriginal population is continuing to practice genocide with the improved techniques of industrial pollution and development now threatening directly the health, the culture, and the means of survival for Canada's Aborigines. Canada's industrial and commercial empire continues to support the repression of the lives and well-being of citizens in other nations, especially those least able to defend against such an onslaught. Certainly in violation of the intent and possibly in violation of the legal form of Canadian policy abroad, Canadian industries and banks support some of the most repressive and undemocratic regimes on earth. Even when specifically forbidden in law, no action is undertaken against these monstrosities of modern capitalism, quite possibly because they have a stranglehold on the government and people within Canada. Through the manipulation of international money markets and through the creation of hysteria in the media, many of the economic gains of the early 70s have been wiped out for the Canadian workers, while re-establishing and even worsening the division that exists between the haves and the have-nots in this country. Although still resisted in some segments of the labor movement, there is a continual attack that is heavily supported by the media, which places the onus on individuals to comply with the demands of capital and its working place, rather than with the need of the individual to have access to the benefits of society. It is time for a guaranteed living wage for everyone not for the poorly paid, confined in an alienated environment. Let your journalists, who recently have so openly praised the benefits of a society where the working force demands little and receives little, step down from their positions of power, prestige, and privilege. Let them become members of an automotive assembly line, postal operation, or unskilled clerical or laboring position in any part of Canadian industry though not for a day or even a summer during their youth, but for the rest of their life. It's no good to say that the present system allows for upward mobility when in fact it depends upon the continual supply of non-upwardly mobile workers to man the assembly lines in other places of alienated labour. It's also no good to look at the benefits enjoyed by Canadian society without looking at how those benefits depend upon exploitation in other countries. the misappropriation of power by the police and those that support the police is presented in an almost daily series of scandalous revelations but there is no uprising against the system that allows the police to violate the laws that they should be enforcing but instead they hide behind jurisdictional arguments and even flaunt their lack of concern for basic freedoms canada more and more Takes on the aura of a police state where the police are above the law and thus not answerable to the people. And the people instead cower beneath the constant threat of harassment from, on a per capita basis, one of the largest police forces in the world that has resulted in one of the top five rates of incarceration through the enforcement of myriad of laws designed to enforce uniformity and discourage dissent situation unfortunately thrives on the misguided humanitarian desires of many Canadians whose interests could better be served by openness and becoming a critical populace and having a critical media rather than trying to force all society through a mold. For example, Now in a time of concentration on national unity and the position of the French culture in Canada, no position has been taken and indeed no questions are even being asked about the obvious situation that exists in Toronto. With a French speaking group being one of the smallest ethnic groups in this city, no positions are offered as to why French culture finds it so difficult to survive in Toronto why there is no growth of French immigration to what is obviously one of the most affluent regions in the country. Instead, the media continues to pander to the basis feelings of a small, self-righteous, anti-French sector of the population. It should be the position of the press to criticize and to support criticism. Through a critical practice, a truly democratic society will develop that will not allow itself to be bullied, but through its critical powers and analytical abilities will possess a character strong enough that the scope of the law can be reduced. An intelligent, critical society does not have to hide behind an an infinitely detailed set of legal regulations, but can with certain basic principles established determine its own day-to-day movement and growth. Inherent in that growth toward a critical practice is the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press. It is necessary that full and complete information be available from all directions. It is necessary to look beyond imagery, to look to content and meaning. It is necessary to investigate and explore intellectually all the possibilities without making dogmatic commitments to ideas that may eventually be rejected, nor to reject without discussion other ideas that may eventually become important. When there are disagreements, it's necessary that slander and lies not be used, but that intelligent first-hand discussion take place. One of the most disappointing aspects of recent developments has been the reliance upon disreputable sources for second and apparently even third and fourth hand information. Using these techniques within the established media and government make the whole system into a ridiculous farce, as well as furthering alienating voices of dissent. Western ideas of dissidents are extremely self-centered, perhaps self-gratifying. In that they do not predict that dissidence within the West is handled just as cruelly and with the same end as that in the East. How much longer do you think people's tolerance of social inequalities and political contradictions can last before they protest and organize action against the present conditions in Canada?
1: One, two, three, four, five...
9: program was produced by the Center for experimental art and communication in Toronto
1: one two three four five 5. <laughs>
9: for radio close june 1978 one two
1: three four five music by the diodes one two three four five
9: Statements read by Gerard Pa and Lily
7: Chiro. One, two,
1: three, four, five.
9: Editing by Subra Corley.
1: One, two, three, four, five. <laughs>